Good morning, Contrarians! Wednesday morning, January 31st, 6.25 a.m. Yes, the last day of January is upon us. The month is almost over, but it could be a busy day. We had a sell-off in tech yesterday, and after the close, that all gathered pace a little bit with earnings from Google, Microsoft, and AMD, all disappointing investors. I'll talk about that in a minute. The earnings actually beat estimates, but there was some stuff in there that was enough for investors to take heed and sell the stocks. And as we look at our board of indicators right now, it appears that 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 is still all weighing on sentiment somewhat. We have stock index futures pointing to a lower open with tech leading the drop. NASDAQ is down another 1.2%. S&P 500 futures down a half of 1%. If there is a bright spot, however, it is supplied by small caps as the Russell 2000 is up three-tenths of 1%. So interesting bifurcation there in the market a little bit, at least before the open. We have commodities dipping a little bit. WTI crude oil is down 1% to trade around $77 a barrel. Copper is unchanged. Bonds. These continue to see some bids. The two-year yield is down three basis points to 4.33%. And the 10-year is down three basis points to 4.03%. Keeping in mind that yields move inversely to prices. So the 10-year approaching... Uh, the 4% threshold there, again, it was below that a couple of weeks ago. Presumably, a lot of this will depend on the Fed, which meets today. Actually, they've been meeting since yesterday. They conclude the meeting today. At 2 p.m. is when we get the interest rate decision, which will in almost uh, all certainty be another pause. And that then, but, but the policy statement will be important. And also, of course, Jay Powell's press conference at 2.30 p.m. Hard to believe it was not that long ago that the Fed would not give press conferences. Not at at these events, not ever. Well, sometimes they would. I mean, Greenspan loved to shoot off his mouth. But the not not at as a as a matter of course at interest rate policy meetings. Um, I don't know when they changed it. Was it, it might have been 10 years ago already. Anyway, we um, do get some uh, one economic data point worth telling you about. Actually, probably not worth telling you about because it's ADP non-farm payrolls. And this has is shown not to have really have any predictive power over the government's official non-farm payrolls, which are out on Friday. But just for fun, the number we're looking for is 145,000 new jobs, 145. That will be down a bit from the 164 that ADP reported last month. For point of comparison, official non-farm payrolls were 216, 216 last month. There are some earnings to tell you about. Novartis just came in and, and appears to have misestimates, but they extended their guidance. That's a pharma. I, I don't really pay much attention to those because, well, Novartis does some other stuff, but just because it's not really economically sensitive. But we are due to hear from Boeing, maybe not economically sensitive either, but certainly sensitive to uh, their airplanes falling apart. 
and MasterCard MA, which is certainly economically sensitive. And then after the close at 4 p.m., we will hear from Qualcomm, another one of these tech companies, not a big, big tech, not one of the Mag 7 or Mag 6 or Supreme 6 or whatever you want to call the 6. We get some more of those tomorrow with Apple and Amazon. And yes, it was time for the danger zone. We've gone the whole month of January without playing the danger zone music. So, figure with the NASDAQ selling off as much as it has over the last day and into the overnight, it makes sense for us to wheel out the danger zone music. Why not? And the question is, well, yeah, how bad is this tech stuff? And how quickly will the Fed be able to reclaim the narrative here? You can look at look for that if you if you're watching CNBC or, or Bloomberg or whatever during the day. You can you want to watch for that. If people are still talking about tech after the open, well, they probably will right after the open. But through the morning, if it continues to sell, then it could be troublesome. And the earnings, though, from Google, Microsoft and AMD, they weren't even bad. They all beat on top and bottom line estimates, but they always beat these estimates nowadays. There was a, a one outlier was Google's ad business. That was uh, that missed estimates, but not by much. And then AMD had a weak outlook. And uh, not for chip stocks, not for AI chip stocks, at least, but in general. And seeing how we had some skittish earnings from Intel last week, it makes sense, maybe it makes sense for investors to get a little nervous around these tech names. Remember that with tech, it's all about momentum. It's all about the growth story. And if there's anything to crimp the growth story, like Outlook or ad ad sales uh, spending, then you can have investors sell those stocks. Makes sense. Now, is that an overreaction? And if so, is it a buying opportunity for tech? That is an open question, and I am going to let you make the call on that. As you know, I do not really invest in tech just because I found it to be quite difficult and, more importantly, have not been successful at it. So I'm going to sit this one out. Could be a buying opportunity. Maybe not. You make the call. Now, where it comes to the Fed, assuming that we, uh, the Fed is able to reclaim the narrative today, which I'm assuming they will, um, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it would have to be pretty bad probably for, the, if the, for tech to keep selling off pretty badly. And even then, we're not going to ignore the Fed. The Fed's going to grab headlines. And the Fed fund futures are still pricing in a 45% chance of a rate cut, not at this meeting, but at the next one, which is in March, in a little less than two months, on March 20th. And the focus of the Fed meeting will be on when, not if, the Fed is going to cut rates. They've made enough noise to the fact that they are leaning towards rate cuts rather than rate hikes for the market to basically price this in. If you move forward a bit to May, 
the May meeting, there is a 52.52% chance, according to Fed Fund Futures, of a rate cut. And that's assuming there's no rate cut in March. There's also some pricing in a substantial chance of a 50 basis point rate cut by May. Could that all be hopelessly optimistic given the economic strength that we've seen this month from these recent data releases? It could, or presumably the Fed could cling to whatever, I guess, slowdown there has been in growth to justify rate cuts, uh, ostensibly. Keeping in mind here that economics are very much about the rate of change. And if the rate of change is down, even if growth is still good, that ostensibly gives them cause for concern. It's still pretty hard to justify, especially with inflation still running around 3%, for them to cut rates. You would think you would need there to be a slowdown in the CPI, an additional slowdown, as well as probably more slowing economic data for us to get a rate cut in March. I've said that all along, but who knows? We'll find out more today. I mean, for all we know, they could come out completely hawkish and throw everything into disarray. And But interestingly, though, the, the Fed may not need to cut at all for, economic, for, the economic, for the economy to keep growing. Maybe at a slower pace, but for them to keep growing and for it to keep growing. And the latest podcast guest, the latest guest episode, which was recorded yesterday and is made available to you and you only, nobody else gets this, we get into this at some length. Scott Colbert, he is the chief economist at Commerce Trust Company out in St. Louis. He has a lot of really interesting things to say. I suggest you listen to this if you haven't already, especially because it's available to you and you only, everybody else is going to have to wait a couple more days, maybe even a week. And then when they do get it, they're going to have to deal with annoying ads or and announcements. You will not. So that's what we got today. Big day. Watch tech. Watch the Fed. Watch the bond market. Watch futures. And we'll be back here again tomorrow morning to talk about it. Although we'll have other things to concern us then, such as earnings and such. But we'll see you, th- see you then. I've gone on way too long. 11 minutes is, I believe, a record. Uh, apologize if it's gone on too long. But that'll, that'll do for today. And I'll shut up and be back tomorrow. Bye.